And back for another week of the fortune, fourth and inches. I was going to say fortune. Going to start doing a financial podcast. There we go. So you've been on the pianos. Another good week in the NFL. Exciting. Plenty of close games again. Yeah. Always a bit of uh, drama, controversy, some big injuries, some upsets as well. There's never a dull moment, much like in rugby league, but some of the bigger things to come out of the weekend. Obviously, Nick Chubb, that leg injury, which was absolutely horrendous with his knee. Looks like he's done for the season, only a week after we saw Rogers go out. Uh, Anthony Richardson, we only said last week that if he keeps running and using his body that way, it's going to have an impact. He ended up going out early in the Colts game, so he's injured as well. Um, there was a couple other big ones across the weekend. The Rams, they tried to trade Cam Akers last year. didn't happen. They've now officially traded him to the Vikings. So a bit of retooling going on there for them. Like we said, paying the Piper, they've been very competitive, but obviously still got some picks and some players there. They're looking to move on. Um, and then not long after we talk about the Chubb side of things, Kareem Hunt was a very handy backup to have, the ex-Chiefs player. He's now back with the Browns in lieu of what happened Crazy with Nick that. Chubb. So... A lot going on, and then today with the Bears, bad start. Their defensive coordinator resigned, and then Justin Fields had a very strange press conference, essentially saying that he's just going to do his own thing now. And some of the comments basically sounded like he wasn't happy with coaching and too much information, this, that, and the other. And yeah, it was a bit out there, but I don't think it was that well received with him. But essentially saying that, you know, it, it almost sounded like he's blaming all that for the way he's been playing since he's gotten to the NFL. Interesting. I uh, don't know if that's the case, but he's going to... No, but if you look for an excuse, you can find one. Mm. Apparently, he's going to do his own thing this weekend, so we'll see how that works for okay, him. Okay, cool. Uh, that'll be very, very interesting. Yeah, Good luck to you on that journey. Justin Fields, but <laughs> let's have a look at uh, some of the games that happened on the weekend. And speaking of one of those ones just before, the Browns going down to the Steelers 26-22, but the huge part of that was the Nick Chubb injury. Yeah. Talking about a team, like we said last week, with a guy like Deshaun Watson, who again didn't have the greatest of days, a couple of fumbles, a pick, um, wasn't his best game, but heavy reliant on their offensive line in that run game. Yeah, And he is like just an iron man, squats 600 pounds, ridiculously reliable for them, a real good base for them to work off, along with their defense and offensive line. But him going down, I know Hunt's a handy replacement, and, and even Jerome Ford, the guy that come in, he's another Alabama Running back, they've always got good running backs. He, he did a fairly good job, but yeah. um, taking him out, what they make up with Hunt and Ford maybe is a tandem. But if Deshaun keeps playing this way, oh, I got the same opinion I had last week. He's really the gauge of where they're going to get to. Yeah. They've got good offense. They've found two, like a good backup, like we said. Chubby's still a huge loss. Defensively, got some players. Offensive line's good. But if he keeps playing like that, um, things aren't going to be, be too great for them over the long term. And for the Browns, when you you know, they sort of started this trend with the guaranteed money. Mm. And a lot of people have been struggling with contracts with quarterbacks in the last 18 months since. But for them right now, for pushing all that money to the table, this year they were obviously hoping to see a bit more on their return, but two games in, they haven't. No, they, you're right, they haven't. Mm. So mm. That's a lot of money to spend on and not be seen. Consistent performances. No, nah, and even not, you know, solid or 7 out of 10, like multiple fumbles, bad with your pass selection. The pick, you know, it was an odd one. It was tipped up. It was, it was a strange start to the game. Highsmith gets a tip that essentially went through two sets of hands before he ran away with it. But yeah. then you flip the script the other way, and it sounds very, very repetitive, but all the hype in the offseason was about the Steelers. We know they've got a good defense. Offense is looking good. They had an absolute Barry week one. Hmm. They started pretty poor here. 
Um, and to be honest, you know, it, it's slowly built, but it wasn't the greatest of nights. They still struggled on the ground, picking scores basically off a 72-yard slant through the center of the field. But you look at them on that side of the ball and you have the same sort of opinion that if that side of the ball continues to be hot and cold and they're going to throw picks and not get a run game going, they can't lean on their defense all year. Like Highsmith, what was incredible. Secondary does a good job. Like they've, they've shown some really good signs on that side of the ball, six sacks, multiple takeaways, but... Yeah, you just need to see more from your offense. So I both think they've got similar problems in different areas, but the number one thing is quarterback play and offense. Yeah. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, Brown's real promising signs last week to get out of that game despite Deshaun, and they almost got out of this one despite that and Chubb's injury. Yeah. So there is plenty positive there, but tough loss. Um, Steelers obviously going to be happy to get away with that one, but similar deal, a lot to work on offensively. Yeah. But we'll leave that one behind. Saints, Carolina, your division, the FC South, three teams, two and zero to start. Yeah. So, poor old Carolina. I don't know whether you take much into that, but mm. been uh, a bit of a rough start for them. I think there was some improvement this week from Young. It's obviously a learning yeah. experience when yeah. you come in, like we said. Jeez, that was an ugly game. It was a hard game to watch. It was a really good defensive game. Both secondaries, yeah, that, I think, but oh, it's a hard game to watch. Both just denied. Lots of battered down passes. Lots of good one on one coverage. Really good job by secondaries, but. Yeah, it felt like, you know, Carr at times had time, but there was nothing open. Then on the flip, you got Young, yeah. had to use his legs a few times, come up with some good third down plays, pulled him back into it. Uh, but it was just, again, another learning experience. For a number one pick, you know that when you are that pick, generally you're not always going to the best situation. I think Carolina's not, definitely not one of the worst teams you could have gone to with what they've got. Yeah, But it's that same point you made on the flip. They probably don't have the best weapons for him at the moment. Their running game's okay, but they're more leaning on their defense too. And that's what kept them in this game. Mm. They really bottled up New Orleans. They struggled to score. They had to do it later in the game, which was almost a duplicate of last week. They had a big third down throw to Alave. They had a big play to Shahid to get downfield. Basically ran in both their touchdowns with a couple of field goals to go along with it. Yep. But leaning on that defensive side of the ball with those guys and your Brian Burnses and Brown, etc. those guys up front, Luvu, um, why their offense grows. And he was better this week with Thielen, got him more involved. Um, like I said, the running game is pretty solid again. But overall, I think for you Carolina fans, you just look to see those signs of improvement like they did this week with Bryce Young. And then you hope that they can retool things a bit better on that side of the ball moving forward when you invest in a one pick in a quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> Saints, I pretty much agree with what Carr said afterwards. He said, I didn't have the greatest of game. This is one of the reasons I wanted to come here. Because in the past, not feeling like the case, but feeling like at times, you know, why was it the Raiders, rightly or wrongly, that it's on you to win the game every week. But here with a defense like this and a team like this, it's not all on you. Not every result's on you. And basically giving credit to the defense for what they did. Yeah. Because, yeah, he didn't have the greatest of games. He was pretty solid. He, yeah, it's just... It's it just ugly. Yeah, like I said, really, really it was ugly. a real defensive game, real drag. So they'd be happy to get out of there with a the win, but mm. and divisional games his, are always important. his performance. Yeah, it's just and again, like we said last week, it's you know it's almost like a third preseason game. Mm. I'd, I'd expect to start to see some teams who have struggled to begin, particularly with new quarterbacks and new players in key positions, to yeah, start to improve now, like this week, mm. because you know an Owen Owen two start, you know he's he's okay, it's recoverable. 0-3, oh, 0-4, oh, then yeah. Yeah, it's hard to come back from there. Yeah. Um, 
think for them as well, just cleaning up against slight things like Young. He did have a pick again, did have a fumble where he got put, but again, all part of that sort of learn, learning experience for him. Seven passes batted down, like I said, it was just a real ugly defensive grind sort of game. There wasn't was. a lot of flow, there wasn't yeah. a lot of first downs. It was pretty much that way um, inclined, but the real positive I see for them is winning different ways. And like last week, defense was involved. He linked up with Thomas early. He was sort of his crutch when things were well covered. He got a larvae to shake loose a few times. Shahid come up with a nice deep play. Taysom Hill come into it when they lost Jamal Williams and they leaned on him and Jones Jr. But they've they've been able to use multiple weapons and multiple people so far. So going through that experience like you're talking about, you'd think as the connection gets better with the offense and then Kamara will come back hopefully with Jamal if that injury's not too bad. Two-headed monster out of the backfield that they'll see more improvement on that side of the ball. Because yeah. they're certainly showing so, positives yeah. on their defensive side. Yeah. Um, for the Carolina side, when you're 0-2 in a division where everyone's 2-0 and and you've lost divisional games, it's always hard for a start. Because mm-hmm. straight up, well, they played you guys last week, didn't they, Falcons? Yes. So Carolina? they're already two down yeah. in the division, which makes things yeah. very difficult. Very difficult. So may not be the greatest of years in that sense, but I guess for them at the back end, your big thing is looking at Young and hopefully having a positive year there. Improvement in the investment they made defensively with draft picks and offensive line, and then getting into free agency and trying to shore up your offense. They traded McCaffrey, traded DJ Moore. They've sort of stripped things back a little bit on that side, but um, I guess growth across the year, and then hopefully some moves again, draft and free agency. We'll see some improvement coming for their future, which is Young. Yeah, that's true. But leaving that one behind, Dolphins, Patriots. Similar last week, just another bad start again. Certainly find their way into the game, but last week it was 17-zip. This week, you know, field goal, fumble, lost it, touchdown, run, 10-zip, then another touchdown. It's well, Before you know it, it's 17-3. Just off the back foot. Once they sort of settle in and warm into the game, they pulled themselves right back into it. No surprise. Belichick, they get a couple of sacks. The school of field goal run-up blocks, one of the best things I've ever seen. Did you see that play? No. Come in from the field goal setup when they usually just sprint from the edge. He come across the line because he's allowed to run, got his head of steam up, and then just cut last minute, got the outside, jumped in front of the field goal. Just come up, <laughs> come up with his own creative way to disrupt the field goal. It was excellent. But, um, yeah, then they sort of got into a bit of a rhythm. You know, Gonzalez, the first-round pick, come up with a big play, got a pick there. Henry's been reliable in the red zone. For Mac Jones, um, and they sort of got themselves into a spot at 17-10 again, and then lost it, just broke a run for 43 yards straight up the guts and pretty much shut it down. But it was very similar to last week. Um, poor start, but once they're into the grind of things, there's some good signs there, but yeah, I don't really know what to make so far. I think it's you know no shit Sherlock and me saying it's a big year for Mac Jones. Last year, they probably didn't do him any favours. Um, in terms of who they had on the offensive side of staff, but they've done okay in terms of what they've provided on that side of the ball. They've I think got... they've also played two very good teams. Yeah. It's not a bad 0-2. Like they've competed in both no, games. and that's probably the one thing I took away. You've got but, the Dolphins, who are heavily favoured, probably for that side or one of the favourites. You probably played the best, the favourites in each division, right? or in each conference. Close to, Almost, or top, yeah. top two or three, when yeah. you're talking about who you're <clears> looking at. So this week has to be a kill, though. Because if you lost the divisional game, they've got the Jets minus Rogers. They've always yeah. done well against the Jets. But, yeah, I think a lot of people still got questions on what's doing on the offensive side of the ball. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, that, that's one of those things that needs to be answered. People were 50-50 when they got Mac the first year. It was good. We made the playoffs. We got wiped out. Last year, it wasn't great, but they certainly didn't help him. Yeah. Now, year three, you've got Bill O'Brien, who's more than competent, very successful with Brady, successful at Bama and in college football. He's back there now. Uh, I still think him throwing 44 times in a game is a bit too much. Yeah. But they also didn't get going on the ground. I'm, I'm a big fan of Ramondre and what they've got there, but they weren't the greatest. So, obviously, if you're not moving and you're behind... We know that you have been in the run game when you're chasing points. 100%. So, but Dolphins, impressive again. It wasn't the greatest of days from touring. You're never surprised that a Bill Belichick defense gives you some headaches. But he's still come up with some good plays. They did what they always do. They try to cut the main threat out. They did a pretty good job on Hill. But you cover up Hill, they freed up Waddle. Waddle come up with some big plays. Must have killed him on the ground a few times. Their defense improved a little bit this week. So on the flip for them, they'd be pretty happy with their efforts, the Dolphins. Um, and again, building like you're saying, with a couple of new pieces, two are staying upright two weeks now and staying healthy. The more continuity they get there, the more exciting I think it's going to be for Dolphins fans, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and missing a quality player like Jalen Phillips as well. So I think there's plenty of upside for them. But yeah, huge wake up coming. For the Patriots, Cowboys, Jets, uh, you, you, you sort of wondered, like we said last week, how long are they going to wait? And three picks, not the greatest of performances. Their defensive line certainly made this score, I think, prettier than what it could have been and held them in it for a lot longer than what I thought they could have. Yeah. They denied the, the Cowboys probably a few touchdowns purely from what they did in holding up the run game at times. I think they almost had 30 attempts on the ground and probably didn't cut them up the way you'd expect. But when you have 42 minutes of possession, you're going to win and juice and tire them out. But... Yeah. If anything, I took away what we said last week. There's some still real positives on the defensive side of the ball. Their D-line is sick. But if Wilson's your quarterback, you can't run the ball, and you're going to have three turnovers, they need to make a decision yeah. real quick, like we said. They've got the talent. Spot on. Can they get somebody right now that they feel is adequate and worth paying for, trading for, giving up assets for right now to retool? Because mm. if they don't, it sort of seems like we said last week, hearing from a lot of the American media that they're in this weird spot right now where finishing mid-pack or somewhere up there is not going to do them any favours next year either. They've got all the guys locked in. They've drafted really well. It's like a win-now sort of team for the next year or two. Yeah. They can't wait to find out if Rodgers is going to play next year or what he's going to be like. They, they sort of need to come up with a plan right now. So after one week of Wilson, I'd, I'd hate to say it, but it's probably, I think, accelerated the timeline of what we said. Do they wait a couple of weeks? Are they moving straight away? Yeah. But one week on... Hooked up with Garrett Wilson once. Didn't get much going in the run game, but as things move along, three picks. Micah, Lawrence, they absolutely just gave him headaches. Mm-hmm. And under pressure, you know, a couple of pretty average efforts there. And um, again, bar that D-line, I, I think they would have got beaten a lot more. Beaten by a lot more. Yeah, great. And that's an understatement. <clears throat> yeah. But they're so stacked there and they've got rotations that even with the 42 minutes of possession, it's hard to tire them out because they've got quality. They can keep rolling guys in fresh. Exactly. And just keep coming after you. So, uh, I think on the Dallas side, you take real positives again as well. Dak was efficient. They had tough runs. Like I said, it was hard on the ground, but they were effective. They just sort of juiced them. Uh, but yeah, to be able to control things for 42 minutes with the 100%. ball and get first downs and just keep them on the field with the defense that they've got, they would have been super happy with that. Um, <laughs> CD opened things up a little bit more this week. Ferguson, the new tight end, anyone that worried about Schultz, they let go and get tagged. He had five or six targets last week. Six or seven again here, they're only short downs, but the fact that he's able to rely on these guys 
blokes like Turpin and some of these smaller scat backs and wide receivers they've got, they they look more impressive than I expected. Yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> I'd heard a bit that some people had them right up there. I wasn't as convinced more on the Dak side of things. But again, if this is what their they've, defense is going to do and they're going to have this sort of running game. Blocks, you're right, yeah. yeah. Um, if he keeps doing <clears throat> what he's doing and they take the pressure off him, yeah, they're exactly. in a really good position in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Jets, I don't know, is, is it... Ever set? I don't know how second week improved over there. Do they make a phone call? Yeah. Or is it again, like we said, one of these mid-year guys that's on a one-year contract at a team if they're going bad? But you look week two here. Even I had Mayfield pop mate over the weekend. They're two and a. Yeah, exactly. So even somebody like that that you look at and go, man, someone that can just distribute the, maybe the ball we think is reliable and accurate. Mm. Like, you know, there's still talk around the Vikings if that starts bad, but they abandon Cousins because the way they restructured his deal, but can they afford to take that sort of cap hit and take someone like him on? Yeah. He'd be a great pickup, but can you afford it? And how does that look in 12 months' time when Rodgers is back? So they're, they're in a real awkward spot right now. Yeah. But if with this sort of talent, you can't wait two more weeks. If this week against the Patriots isn't great, they need to have something in the pipeline ASAP or come up with a plan of what they're going to do. Mm. Um, but difficult situation to be in if you're the Jets, that's for sure. But... Really good signs for the Cowboys. Reams 49ers, huge credit to them again. Uh, I basically had them, not completely in the Cardinals sort of thing, but so did I, mate. I, yeah. I had them in the cellar in terms of like we, we said. They had to pay the piper. Yeah. They pushed in. We know in the NFL you can put money down the road. You can give draft picks away. They did all that to get their title, mm-hmm. and they got their title. And yeah. they've still got some deals there and some guys, <laughs> but in terms of death and what's been stripped out and then even drafting, like not having picks to really retool, to me, it just looks like a really, really slim roster. And then to hear week one that someone like Cup's not even available and Stafford off that surgery where they apparently tried to trade him, you just had not much hope. But yeah. they were into this up to their eyeballs. They really were. Um, it, it sort of come down to a couple of turnovers late in the piece um, from pressure there. But without those turnovers, it was 17-0. But the tip pick they got there, 57-yard field goal, then he got sacked. They go on a long drive, score, go 10 clear. You know, I, I think more than what I expected from them the first two weeks. To get the result week one, divisional game again here, tough game. To lose the way they did. Like I said, McVeigh's clearly come back motivated with a point to prove. Big time. Because <clears throat> that was another big question we had. Like, mm. He was going to TV, he was apparently offered it, sort of seemed a bit odd that, you know, as soon as things got hard, he'd jump off. But he's certainly come back with a point to prove and, Nakura again, like 15 catches, 147 yards. Atwell, plenty of targets. Stafford threw 55 times. I don't know if that's sustainable. We know that Williams, the the rookie running back, had a pretty good involvement. Akers is now getting traded out. He didn't do much this week. But, yeah, I think for them, certainly would be happy with some of the the pickups they've got because no one knew who Pika Nakua was. (laughs) Tutu Atwell had been there for a couple of years along with Jefferson, et cetera, and you sort of look and go, yeah, that hasn't worked out, but... Yeah, they they certainly been above and beyond what I would have predicted for them. But for the 49ers, a little bit of a scare. But, you know, divisional games, like we say, always tough. Mm-hmm. But Purdy, again, safe. They move the ball. We know about Shanahan. He's smart, good motions, always opens things up, whether it's the running game, passing mm-hmm. game. They involve Debo, Ayuk, Kittle. It was just another sort of box-ticking exercise for them, but particularly the ground game, McCaffrey. Ripped off a couple of big runs, and we know that they've got quality on defense. Absolutely. They got pressure. They got turnovers mm. uh, when it mattered, and they closed this one out. So, 
if you're them, you're 2-0. You're pretty happy with the way things are going. And this week, they're rolling in to the Giants with no Saquon. So, yeah. at San Fran, I think it's highly likely they're going to start 3-0. Absolutely. And it's it, looks like, it looks that way, doesn't it? <clears throat> tough, uh, tough road trip for the Giants, that's for sure. Yeah, especially off the back of, you know, a huge comeback win for them. But, yeah, put yourself in a bit of a difficult spot, that's for sure. Broncos, Washington. I went with the Commanders and... Didn't expect this result, but not surprised how they got there. But for the Broncos, alarming to start the way they did and then blow this lead. Yeah, They were pretty much in control. You know, a couple of long bombs. Mims gets a long one. They got the good punt return. Johnson gets another one. They're really just on the move. Russell, again, getting out of the pocket, moving a little bit this week, a bit more confidence. It was 21 through. Yeah. And it was looking like it was going to be an absolute score run up. But it flipped from there. They have a fumble. Logan Thomas scores a nice touchdown, which I, I think sort of sparked things a little bit. He got hit and KO'd. They had a bit of a brouhaha, as you'd like to say. Um, and the commanders sort of come to life from there. But tell you what, if you're uh, looking at Sam Howe week two, big improvement. Huge. Big improvement. Really cleaned things up. No turnovers. Almost 300 yards. He moved when he needed to. He stayed in the pocket and was patient. <clears throat> Come up with some really nice throws and this turned into a bit of a back-and-forth shootout, but nice bomb hit Terry McLaurin. Uh, they got a field goal right on the half, but their defensive line is incredible. They're another one of these teams that's just stacked on that side of the ball. Young was back in, limited plays, but sack and a half. Sweat, probably one of the more underrated parts, but Deron Payne, all those guys they've got on their line, Jonathan Allen, they just create havoc, and as things wore on, they were a bigger factor in this. Robinson, the running back, who got shot last year in comeback, playing 50 cent many men when he come out of the tunnel. He rumbled here, racked up 90, some had some good touches and got him right into the mix and they come down to a Hail Mary and they got the Hail Mary. That was crazy. Another one that went through two sets of hands, but the two point conversion, no dice. Mm. So for the Broncos, <laughs> you know, a one point loss, leading this by 21 and then you blow it, go 0-2 to start. Yeah, blew it. It's not great. It's not. Um, and why there's been... Some good signs. I think this is one of those ones you sort of look at again and think, well, a lot of talk in the off-season. He paid a lot for Stidham to be the backup. Given Russell the best chance he possibly could, he also threw some shot at Nathaniel Hackett. Now they're on two, so things keep going this way. Mm. Interested to see what happens uh, in terms of pressure. More so on Russell, because they've paid Peyton, you know, the absolute farm. He's not going anywhere. But yeah, yeah. if things don't uh, work out... Wouldn't uh, be surprised if you see something else big happen there. But I think the old commanders, there was a few people, including Lombardi and that, were, I wouldn't say bullish in terms of them being like a real threat, but being a good team this year. So I guess if the enemy keeps improving with what he does with Howe, McLaurin, Dotson, some of their receivers are good, but with that D-line and Robinson and Gibson, they've got two different kinds of running backs. They're in a really good spot. So they are, yeah. It's always good when you have teams sort of emerge again, or like those sort of mid-range teams. Just makes the games more and more interesting. Yeah, it does. There's been so many close games to start with. It's been awesome. Mm. In years gone by, I'm not saying there's not close games, but it's felt like there's been, you know, seven, ten point, yeah. a couple of blowouts this these first two weeks. A bit more of a tiered competition, but yeah, it's been yeah. pretty even. It's been really, really tight and head to head. But speaking of tight and head to head, the Giants come back over the Cardinals. Incredible, because I did not see this coming again. Down seventeen zip. First three drives, field goal, touchdown, Dobbs runs one in. They're down 17 zip to the Cardinals, yeah. who have gone hard the first two weeks. Real hard, but after that, it 
sort of just faded away. Their drive started to turn into the complete opposite punts, giving the ball back and slowly but surely. I'll, I'll give a wrap to Daniel Jones. I'm not, I'm not his biggest fan, but really took the lead in this one. Come up with a nice running touchdown himself, put his body on the line, moved the ball, distributed, hooked up with Hyatt, their draft pick a couple of times long. Saquon catching, running, made up for an error he made earlier that led to a touchdown. They dragged themselves all the way back into this one. It was it was incredible. Um, but, yeah, when they got to 28 all, the drive for the field goal and how that all worked out, certainly didn't see that happening when they were down 17-zip. I thought, oh, here we go. Off the huge positive year last year with Dayball paying him the off-season with Saquon, who ends up getting injured. This is just all going to be negative. But they found a way to pull it from the fire. Mm. On the flip, shouldn't have been that hard up against the Cardinals. So... I still think there's a little bit of worry there if you're a Giants fan with the start they've had and now Saquon, how long he's going to be out for. Not too sure. Um, but, yeah, that was certainly certainly a very scary moment when you're down 17 zip with the Cardinals. Early. Massive. So yeah, massive. They bounce back <clears throat> after getting towed up by the Cowboys last week. But, yeah, high up, some real positives there to see him hook up with Jones. But, yeah, if Saquon's out long term, Interesting to see how they sort of patch up that hole and probably disappointed so far with their D-line. They're another one who's pretty stuck in that regard. Lawrence, Thibodeau, a few of those blokes not really having a big impact yet. Um, so they're probably definitely looking for a bit more action on that side of the ball. But, mate, Dobbs, credit to him. They were creative. They had some wheel routes, some play action stuff. Ertz, Brown, Connor on the ground. Their defense had a red-hot crack, the Cardinals. And does it last the whole year? Probably not. But if they're trying to tank, it certainly doesn't look like it right now yeah. after the first two weeks. But natural attrition, maybe. Buddha's already end up on IR. There's a couple of guys injured early. But sort of gets to that point. Um, you know, maybe they trade more pieces like they did before a ball was kicked and strip things back to prep, potentially getting that number one pick and hitting free agency hard. But there's been plenty of fight early. Absolutely. <clears throat> there has been plenty, yeah. Titans charges. The old charges. Charges, man. Man, they can shoot themselves wow. in the foot. They really can. Mm. I know a lot of people, especially on the American side, still like say, like, look at Herbert, you know, he doesn't get it done in the big games. He's got a lot of fourth quarter comebacks. I just I honestly think on the other side of the ball, <laughs> and I said this last week, for a guy who is supposedly a defensive coach who comes in and your defense gets worse and your bottom three or four in almost all categories, with the talent they've got on that side of the ball, that he's under serious pressure. Massive pressure. And like you, you said it last week, I didn't even really think about it, but this start continues. He might be gone by halfway through, if not earlier. I Yeah. I, look, I think <clears throat> if they lose this week, next week, go 0-4, 0-3. 0-3, I think it'd be all right. 0-4, I think it'd be bye-bye. Well, again, I don't know. Much about Keller Moore, there was a lot made of him getting pushed out of the Cowboys and him being a positive for the offense, etc. Would they look that quickly uh, internally at him? But certainly not going to be easy. As the old NFL website decides to start playing an ad for me. Yeah, good. But who they got this week? They got the Vikings. So two teams that have started on too and lost close both games. Yeah, wow. So you had both within one score first two weeks going head to head this week. Mm. That's massive. Um, and where's that at? That's Chargers at Minnesota. So that's not going to be easy either on the road. But the old Titans, 
We said this in the previous. Oh, Vrabel, doesn't matter who's there. His teams are tougher than a $2 stake. Absolutely. And whether the quarterback play is not fantastic or they get it done on the ground, which always isn't the prettiest at the time, same deal. They bite down their mouth guard. Their D-line's very, very good. Simmons made an impact. Landry off his Achilles injury had an impact in the game. Tannehill certainly opened up. He had a bit of a poor start, but after that, made a couple of nice plays with his legs. A couple of passes to Burks. Um, they certainly pulled themselves back into the mix, but yeah, just looking at Herbert and the other side, Eckler was out. Kelly had a big late last week, couldn't really run the football. It's pretty much all on his arm. He leaned on Keenan Allen. Kenneth Murray, Bosa, had a couple of plays and impact in the game, but just any time it seems to come down the wire, they can't close out. But you look at their team, and I know it's a bit like we talk about in footy sense. When you look at it, talent for talent or player for player in positions, they've got way too much talent to be where they've been the last few years. Yeah. And once he gets his contract, as we they always talk about in the NFL side of things, if you've got a good rookie quarterback on a good contract, you need to take advantage. Before the moves they've made, who they've signed, who they've got now... This is pretty much the last chance saloon before your salary cap gets really tight and you have to make some decisions. Uh, and it's slipping away very, very fast, as things can do in the NFL. But, yeah, three and out and overtime, they go on a drive, close things out. It, I just didn't see it coming. I really didn't. Me either. No. But, no, it's just, it's hard. Yeah, good. Like, you got a quarterback like that and... Your defense is just horrid. Mm. And like we said, they've got Mac, Bosa, Derwin James, JC Jackson. It's not like they haven't put some money into that side of the ball either. And you've got a defensive coach. Yeah. So if that's your specialty and you've got good weapons, you think you'd maximize that. But on the flip, like we said, Variable knows what he's all about. Tough as a $2 stake, good defensively, lean on the run game, doesn't complicate things for Tannehill. He certainly made up for, uh, you know, a poor start, but. They found a way to win, and that that's sort of been them the last couple of years. They've always been around the top of the division or a wild card sort of spot or getting in, but they're a team that's never an easy out. And you know, two weeks in a row here for the Chargers, they go down in a close one. So tough, and now heading into another team that's going to be just as desperate as they are. Good luck with that one. Uh, Bucks Bears talk about it again, and some of the weird comments and the resignation of the defensive coach afterwards. But I thought Mayfield was really solid again. Mayfield, yeah. Mm. Well, he's he's doing enough, isn't he? Mm. <clears throat> he's doing enough. His discipline's been good, and I guess turnovers are a big issue. So not turning the ball over, and they're they're winning games at the moment. So and a bit like I guess the college <clears throat> side of things, when he's got a good receiver, he knows what he wants to do. Yeah, him and Evans <clears throat> have struck up a real nice connection early. He knows he can win a one-on-one jump ball anytime he's got open. He's just throwing it. He hasn't even questioned what he's doing. If he's broke free, which he got open a couple of times or shook the coverage, he just let his arm talk. Um, Their running game wasn't that effective, but again, he made plays when he didn't make plays again, just like he did last week. But the most important thing for him, I guess, at times is accurate. I know he doesn't have the best arm, but he can get the ball where it needs to be. Yeah. And for them so far, along with their D, which Shaq Barrett obviously come up big on a horrible play by Fields. He was pressured in his own end. I have no idea why he threw that directly to him. But yeah. they got a pick six to close things out. But, you know, their defense was pretty good all day. And they sacked him a ridiculous amount of times. I lost count. But it just sort of felt the same old, same old for the Bears. Absolutely. He's standing there, patting the ball, 
that's why the comments afterwards about the coaching or overthinking or overanalyzing <clears> is strange. I'm like, well, what, you think you could just come to this level and freewheel without any sort of coaching and do better? Mm. Like, I find it a bit odd to sort of talk the way you did today. Absolutely. But again, the proof's going to be the pudding this week. Weird that the defensive coach resigned. I didn't read the details in it or not knowing enough on that side of things over here as they would in America. But to be two weeks in, defensive coordinator resigns. You've got your quarterback coming out talking to the media about how he needs to just do his own thing, basically, and that things are a bit complicated. Well, there's too much information. It's uh, not great signs. No. And for the most part, they're actually in this game until pretty late. They started the better. They scored. Um, but, yeah, he just continues to get sacked and poor turnovers, and they slowly took control. Yeah, they did. So... Mm. Interesting, mm. but two and other the Bucks, another one that a lot of people looked at and thought they're paying the piper for their Super Bowl win. Brady and guys pushing money down the road. They've still got yeah, they still got enough quality there, don't they? Yeah, well, Evans got they just need competent quarterback play, and they're going to mm. compete in a lot of games. What they've got through the first two, and that's what we talked about. Some of those defensive guys like opting out, or a Devin White, or someone saying they don't want to be there for a rebuild. Maybe it doesn't have to be a rebuild. Yeah, but mm. you know, if they have a good year, maybe they look at Mayfield and they do a reasonable contract. Maybe yeah. they have to adjust or maybe some people do have to go because of cap and restructures, et cetera. But maybe it doesn't have to be a complete knockdown rebuild if they yeah. show some positive signs. Um, but yeah, overall, I know the Bears probably aren't the best gauge, but they won last week. They won this week. 2-0. and Can't be complaining. No. Uh, further down the road, obviously, we'll see where they're at. If they're 10 games into the season, they go on a horrible losing streak and things are looking negative and like they're going to recycle another quarterback, I'm sure maybe some of those guys do want out. Like your Devin White's who are still young and got years ahead, but the disagreement with Evans on his contract and him being a free agent at the end of the season, another one. He certainly looks like he's got a point to prove at the moment. He's played well the first two weeks. Yeah. But I think they're another one you just sort of push the button on and you'll have a better idea what their plan is, probably eight to ten weeks in. Okay. But mm. Colts, Texans, we talked about it. Old Richardson, good start, ran in a nice touchdown. You see the physicality, you see the speed. Got a second one not long after that. Stroud was running for his life again, just like he was last week, the poor bastard. Similar deal when you get drafted that early like we spoke about, but uh, not great when Richardson's already injured, which we spoke about last week too. Mm. That when you've got to rely on your body, your physicality and that side more than your arm, and they're really setting up a lot of bubbles and screens and short completions that two games in, he's already banged up. So lucky for them, they've got a super backup in Minshew. He's done a really good job everywhere he's been. Yeah. Steered the ship. Uh, they ran the ball well. They sort of just did what they had to do to close things out. And their defense, which is pretty good on the front line, not so much on the back end, but Buckner and these type of guys, EJ Speed, come up with some good plays. But, yeah, it's it's always a concern. Again, when you've got a developmental guy who's come out early, not really had a lot of college games, and is basically just purely physical talent mm-hmm. and arm talent. He's not really great processor or a reader of the game, or they're not getting him to go through first, second, third reads and all that sort of stuff. But he's lasted, you know, six quarters and he's injured. Mm. I don't know the extent of the injury just yet. I haven't read, but yeah, that, that I think that's going to be the case if they're going to use him that way, like we said during the year. Mm. But luckily for them, good veteran backup. What happens with Taylor? That, that's another situation I thought instant this week. Like they talked about the other week, him wanting to go. Interest on the market. As soon as Chubb went down, I thought if you if you like your team as the Browns, they're another one that maybe make a phone call. Yeah. 
and just say, well, he's going to be a free agent. It's going to cost us a draft pick, but do we push all in? But not the case, but for them, um, you know, that, that's another interesting part. We're still waiting to see what happens there. But for the Texans again, I thought given the fact, same deal, he was running for his life, he was still pretty good. He was pressured. Um, he did come up with a fumble, but at the end of the day, 384 yards, couple of touchdowns. It, it is a total rebuild. Yeah. D'Amico Ryans has come in. Knockdown rebuild with the draft picks. Will Anderson on the other side of the ball. Receiver group, there's not a real standout leader. Pierce, they drafted last year, but again, you know, to be a cowbell back. Not much on your offensive, defensive lines, etc. It's, you know, they're just going to be like this all year, I assume. I think so. Yeah, but you're right. If you see positives out of Stroud and doing what he did, when he has time and he can see the field, and when he's not running for his life, he looks really good. He does. But even considering how much he's pressured and sacked, I think he's done really well. He's evaded yeah, a lot. I, but I think he looks good through mm. two games. It, it's another one of these things again that we know over there. But when you're in these positions, it doesn't happen overnight. But if you get a few things right in free agency and draft, it can turn if absolutely. you've got the right quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. But Nico Collins, it's a couple of years in for him. He's <laughs> another one like that. Pakua, who a lot of people know a little bit about, but not a lot, who's had a real good start. Um, Tank Dell. Come up with a couple of good plays. So I guess for them, it's again, you just got to look at the positive. Mm. But yeah, getting sacked six times and having your drive shut down anytime they said to build momentum, he got taken down because the line can't quite hold up. Um, yeah, it might be a long year for Stroud, but if he can at least get through healthy and have this be a learning experience, <clears throat> I'm sure, like we said, uh, D'Amico is going to keep working on the defensive side of the ball and just adding talent. Yeah. But, Colts don't quite know what to make of them yet. I'm still not confident they'll get it out of that division, but yeah, I think what they bought as their backup in Minshew was a smart idea. Absolutely, yeah. So see how that one works out for them in the Taylor situation, who knows, but Buckner and a few guys on D, um, there'll be tougher games to come. See what happens for them. Ravens-Bengals, didn't think I'd be saying that the Bengals are 0-2, but we also did preface... That the AFC North is a very hard division to play. And also, Burrow had yeah limited <clears throat> preseason. And he's injured again, injury. by the looks of it. Yeah, he limped right. off in this one. So, mm. bigger question mark for them. Similarly, you know, you've lost two to start. Both divisional games. Yeah. That puts you in a big hole as is, because now your overall record needs to be good just to survive your division. Yeah. Or get the wild card. And your quarterback, who was injured in the preseason, limped off and didn't look too great when he left the game. No. So there's some real concern for the Bengals because, like we said, this is not the NRL or some of the sports we watch where there's a long time to make up for things. In the NFL, if you go 0-2, 0-3, you're in a hole. Yeah. And it's you need to turn things around fast. There's not a lot of time to make up the ground. So for them here, that that's their biggest question mark this week. Mm. Is Burrow going to play? Yeah, it's, so. it's difficult if he doesn't. And then it's, you know, you're looking down the barrel 0-3. Yeah. Mm. Wow. And like we said, they've already lost to the Browns and the Ravens. Exactly. So divisional, you don't want to be in that hole. If you're going to yeah. go head-to-head or it's going to be tight and the North always is, their divisional... Like some divisional games, let's face it, are more important than others. Mm. But that division's always tight. Absolutely. So they are critical in the North. Yeah. So I don't know quite what to make. There were some improvements in terms of he hooked up with T. Higgins a couple of times. Their offense moved a little bit better. Still hasn't been the greatest start. Like you spoke about, you know, playing off the back foot, offensive line. Not the greatest start for them, and they're feeling the pinch of success for the last couple of years. A lot of guys come in for a lot of their secondary players, some defensive players. Mm. They've managed to sort of hold Mixon 
Higgins, Boyd, Chase, Burrow, most of the offensive side and try and add to the line. But on defense, it feels like slowly but surely, pieces have been stripped and taken away, Correct. which comes with that success. But to start slowly on the other side of the ball as well, whereas then you look at the Ravens, oh, I thought there was a market improvement this week with yeah. Munkin, the offense, Lamar. Lamar made a couple of really, really nice touch throws, not just midfield where he seems to play between the markers. Mm. Um, having Andrews back, obviously always good for him. Zay Jones, he's built up a really good connection with already. Hill and Gus Edwards did a nice job on the ground along with him. He's always good with his legs. Hooked up with Aguilar. Um, he spread the ball around pretty evenly between the receivers he had. OBJ got a couple as well. So they keep improving with Munkin in the direction they're headed and invested in him long term. There's some good signs. And I think their defense, considering all the injuries and the talk on that side of the ball was going to be a problem, they've had a good start. Yeah. So lots there. And Lombardi, someone we both listened to uh, in the time that we listened to a lot of NFL stuff before we started this. His words this week was he looked like the MVP candidate again with the way he played, which is, yeah, that's a big rap. Huge. So some real good signs on the, the offensive side of things for the Ravens. If they hold up on the D, who knows what could happen. But we move on from that one. Uh, the Chiefs, this was ugly, but it was a win. Simple. And I think no surprise, much better all-in on defense with Chris Jones back holding up the middle. You saw a confidence boost between a lot of guys and people being a lot more impactful with the damage he does coming through the interior. And no surprise with Kelsey there. Confidence to the receivers. Mm. Sky Moore, Kadarius, a lot of the guys who made mistakes last week, Annie Reid basically said as much. You fall off the horse, you get back on. They put yeah. the, the ball in the hands of the guys it needed to be of. Again, it wasn't pretty, but it was a win. It was a tough win. And I, I guess like last year, we'll see improvement, hopefully, as the year goes on with what's considered his worst group of receivers he's ever had or his youngest and least experienced group. But work in progress. If you've got Mahomes and Reed, you've got confidence you're going to get somewhere. Mm. But Jones certainly disruptive. <clears throat> it unlocked Bolton, Kyle Loftus, a couple other guys to make some plays. Uh, the, the Jags, I actually thought were pretty good in this one. Biggest thing for them was just converting. They did a pretty good job. Uh, got a pick, got their own opportunities with possession, but just come up with field goals. Mm. So probably got a better gauge on where they're at, actually, I think, character-wise. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there, there were some good signs there. Lawrence still had some good plays. The hook up with Ridley to get the late field goal, you know, with zeros on the clock, right on the half to get the 7-6, but... Yeah, it was just generally the fact, like I said, every time they got the ball or made any sort of progress, they ended up in field goal territory but couldn't put a score on the board. Mahomes, as we know, always seems to to do enough. And, you know, I think for the Jags, probably the one thing that hurts you is as good as they were there um, and getting themselves into positions not converting, you've got three turnovers still from the Chiefs and nine, nine, 90 penalty yards. Yeah, wow. Well. And you still lose. So, And they're going to get better across the year. Not saying the Jags won't, but a team like that giving you those sort of opportunities. Generally, you'd like to think you'd be able to take advantage a little bit more, but three field goals is all they got. It's crazy, man. So, yeah, Mahomes, Kelsey back together, Jones with that defense. The, the big question mark for them is the same thing that everyone had last year and they went and won, but can you get more out of Watson, Robinson, Kadarius, Tony? Can they pull this thing together as the year goes on? And if they can with him as your quarterback, you know, anything's possible. We've already seen that. 100%. He's, uh, he's a hell of a talent. There's no doubt about that. But yeah, turn things around after a rough week one. But good for them. 
Uh, but, yeah, still plenty of confidence that the Jags are probably the team to beat in their division in the South. Falcons, Green Bay. I tell you what, very impressive to watch Bijan this week get some more touches. Man, can he move? That's good. You see the uh, the angle they had, the coach's angle of that run? No, I didn't. No. Right, they had like a coach's angle. And it was just sort of the long distance shot. And then they had almost what looked like a drone shot that followed above his head just to see the way he was moving when he cut a <laughs> couple of his runs. But, you know, like it wasn't as big a week for Algier, but to have that two-headed monster coming out of the backfield with Cordero to come back, they got three very good running running options. And Ritter, uh, there was a questionable turnover, but other than that, he came up with some nice throws. It was a better day for him. They leaned him a bit more. Yeah. Um, it's a good secondary that he played against in, in Green Bay as well. So no easy task, but mate, they found a way to win. And late, you know, they had to take a risk. They took a field goal in good position and put themselves in a spot where they thought we're going to have enough time and an opportunity to potentially get back in range for a field goal and win it. And then they did just that. So, yeah, some big plays made by a lot of guys. But, man, Bijan, that was super impressive to watch him again. Not only yards on the ground and more touches, but still had a couple of catches, four for 48, 124. Ritter did more than enough. Him and Drake London looked like they drummed up a nice connection, which is good. Yeah. When you're investing first-round picks in guys like him, London, Pitts, that was a big talking point for a lot of people. Like, how do you not upgrade the quarterback position? <laughs> We've put in first-round picks in the receivers and we got a bloke who can't even fucking throw the ball. But craziness. you looked at his sort of game on the weekend and when they needed to, he made a play with his legs as well, Ritter. I guess it's similar to what we said before. How long do they ride that way for? If they're the sort of games he's going to dish up, you know, he might be a long-term option. We don't know. But week one wasn't great. Yeah, I think we've just got to be patient. Mm. Patience with the quarterbacks. And that's the question. Will they be? If is, mm. I guess your question always there is on the coach. Like, is this three years now of Arthur Smith? Yeah. And if he feels yeah. the pressure. Because he's clearly lent into that running game. They've spent a lot on their offensive line and a couple of receivers. But if you can't, lean on that and it's purely just your own game, you're going to be under pressure. I, I still think Heineck is a pretty good backup option if they go that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if Ritter sort of plays the way he done there and all the talk coming out of Cincinnati, he was a great leader, good quarterback, um, and, and learns across the year. He certainly, like I said, got a really good vice to lean on or crutch in Bijan, Algier, and Corderell when he gets back. Yeah. But yeah, Holland's huge grab over Savage. Um, some real positives for them and yeah, the run game. For Green Bay, that sort of hurt them. Narrow and Jones this week, they'll limit it on the ground with Dylan. Love still come up with some nice plays. I know one or two are sort of tricky, like the he got credited for three touchdowns, but the toss sort of trick play, which goes forward, that counts as a throw. One was someone breaking a tackle and sort of running off, but he couldn't have done much more than what he did in his position. I think for, for them, yeah, just they lost a couple of crucial moments on the defensive side. Yeah. And 25-24, Falks 2-0 to start. Perfect. Awesome for them. And, yeah, really looking forward to watching more of uh, old Bijan. But 13 points in the fourth quarter. Massive way to close things out. But, yeah. Hawks-Lions. Said last week were a little bit disappointed. They're another team that a lot of people liked to be a wild card or a bit of a threat. But they certainly responded in turn against the Lions. And they were pretty tidy themselves. Like, Goff, he had the one turnover, but they moved the football. Mm-hmm. They come up with some touchdowns. He's built good rapport early with their draft pick, Laporta. Flea flicker play to Raymond. You know, got themselves out there. He hooked up with Reynolds. It was a bit of a back and forth. Um, but, 
yeah, probably similar deal again. Not the greatest day on the ground. Montgomery come up with a fumble on the flip for them. Kenneth Walk had a few tough carries, but again, not the greatest game on the ground. But Geno Smith, much better day of the arm. Got with Lockett a few times, hooked up with DK, come up with some big plays. Uh, obviously, some field goals as well when, when things really mattered. And they closed this one out, but yeah, field goal in overtime. And off the back of a week one game that a lot of people didn't expect up against the Rams. Like we said in the NFL, it's crazy how much can change in a week. Massive, man. It is mental, isn't it? Mm. But pretty impressed by them. Still liked what I saw from the Lions, in all honesty. But yeah, Montgomery down now. They're going to have to lean into their rookie running back, Jameer Gibbs. So far, they've sort of had him almost on a pitch count. They've used him in a lot of passing plays, less on the ground. Yeah. But they're going to have to now. Um, obviously, last year they had Swift and Jamal Williams, and they basically cleaned up the whole backfield and relied on drafting him, getting Montgomery over and, and leaning into that side of the ball. But, yeah, they moved the ball well. Goff was safe. Reynolds proved nice. Laporta, Amon's always really good for him. But, yeah, the pick six really, really hurt. That sort of flipped things and score on both their turnovers and the late drive. It obviously led to getting to overtime was really, really good on the line side of things. But, you know, they closed things out with a touchdown, the Hawks, and leave no doubt in overtime. Mm. So it was a really entertaining, entertaining game. Yeah, I enjoyed this game. Mm. <clears throat> so big fan and enjoy watching both those teams. And that's another one of those ones again where it cost me a four-leg multi. Yeah, that always hurts. It cost me a four-leg multi. Yeah. A bit of a reality a week later for the Lions. Tough one. Yeah. But they're in it, like they're competing, and that's yeah, that's how they're built. That's how they're coached. This certainly looks like one of the better years if it follows this sort of trend, though. Like we said, you're looking at one point, two point, three point. Yeah, like, but like you said before, there just seems to be a lot of teams that are pretty even, which is good. It's excellent for the for the viewer, that's for sure. The one game this week that wasn't even, Bills absolutely destroyed the Raiders. Dominant. Yeah, they did. It's. Yeah. I think they. I heard that it was the first time in history. A rushing champion ran for negative yards. So Josh Jacobs, nine carries, minus two. Wow. They just carved him up. Jimmy G, despite the two picks, he was running for his life all day. He actually came up with a few nice plays to Devontae and that, considering the situation he was in, but he was doomed from the start. (laughs) Um, Josh Allen pretty much did whatever he felt like. He was 31 of 37, hooked up with multiple receivers. It was one of their best days on the ground after a bad week last week. They pounded Latavius in for a touchdown. Harris got a late one, similar deal. Two powerbacks. James Cook, breakout performance, 123 yards. Couple of catches as well. Um, like we said, when Allen's completing at almost 80%, three touchdowns and then adding 150 plus on the ground, 29 first downs, 40 minutes of possession. That's another one of those games where you just look at it and go, well, no, too much time on the field when you've got a bad defense. Can't get them off the field. Can't stop the ball, can't get to the quarterback. And then on the flip, your quarterback's running for his life. You can't run the ball. You're chasing the scoreboard, so you're having to throw. And you're under pressure. Yeah. Three takeaways, seven sacks. Like uh, They just, yeah, 74 plays to 39. It was all bills, one-way traffic. And for them, again, good response after what was an ordinary week last week to lose that game the way they did after Rodgers went down. Yeah, But if you're looking for a good response, they certainly got one. And all facets of their game. But how much to read into it? Last week, I thought the Raiders did very well to get the result they did, but it was, again, a massive reality check this week about their division and maybe reads a little bit more into what we think about the Broncos. 
to barely beat the Raiders, then cop the pounding that they got this week. Yeah. And then they blow that game to Washington. Um, but dominant by the Bills. Very dominant. And I guess more probably what I expected last week. I thought they would have leaned into their run game a little bit more, but they found that balance in this one, that's for sure. But not much more to add to that one. I think the Raiders, like we said, Jimmy J on sort of a transitional contract. They stripped a lot of things out themselves. McDaniels is there. Jacobs come back on the tag. Didn't add a whole lot on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, not many weapons besides Devontae's sort of a one, I guess, if they're doing a rebuild. Much like the short-term Jimmy G contract, could see, again, if things fall apart, trade candidates. Try and recruit some picks. Yeah. But very early to say that, but not a great week. And last one to close out was the first game of the week, Vikings-Eagles. And hasn't been the greatest start by the Eagles, but more like you said about the Patriots. It's un- unimpressive. It's a it's a good 2-0. Yeah, it is. To go and get New England and then beat the Vikings and not have been that impressive, but find a way to win both games. That's right. You're 2-0. That's Who what you've got to do. Yeah. Throw the revision mirror out and just look yeah. forward. And, you know, yeah. like they'd point to, oh, look, you know, him and AJ Brown are arguing on the sidelines. I'm like, Who gives a fuck? They've had yeah. a disagreement in game. They've won. And that, again, they lean into their strengths. They're missing a couple of guys on the defensive side of the ball. We know they had to draft there, and they've leaned in on all of those Georgia guys that they got. You win, you're at the top end. People come for your plays like they did. You get stripped out on that side of the ball. That to adjust their backfield. DeAndre Swift comes up big this week with 28 touches. He only got a handful last week. Their offensive line's their strength. They made the old man pile twice to let Hurts just carry it in because he's a yeah. big body. Uh, they, they blew it out early. They got to 27-7, and for the Vikings... I guess you're only positive. You see the fight on them last two weeks. They've come back in both games, but too little too late. Yeah. And now you're 0-2, staring down the barrel, like we said, going into the charges this week. Another team is 0-2. Someone is going to be under a lot of pressure after this week. Mm. A lot of pressure after this week, but similar sort of deal for them. They had to make some adjustments on offense. We know they traded Cook out, which doesn't look like a bad thing so far with what's happened to the Jets. Um, Thielen... Big contract veteran. Leaned into KJ Osborne as their number two, along with Jefferson. Drafted Addison, who's looked good in both games so far. Their offensive side of things still seem to be pretty good. Maddinson, not the greatest start for him. Now they've traded for Akers, so they've you know strengthened the backfield. But defensively, getting Brian Flores over, who's highly rated, it hasn't been a great start. Mm. So I think their biggest thing is they want to see some improvement on that side of the ball. Yeah. But yeah, they, they come right back into this one. Had a chance, but Swift sort of broke the hearts when they got back to 27-21, and they got another late consolation one to Hawkinson to get it to 34-28. But, yeah, Eagles 0-2, ugly regardless. And the Vikings mentioned it last week. I think last year it was eight or nine games by less than one score. This year they've already lost two by less than that. So when that flips, that narrative can change very quickly. Mm. So big day. Again, for old Kirk, he did have a turnover, but couple of touchdowns and very, very good there. But, yeah, if I'm the Eagles, it's pretty simple. When you're losing players and you've got defensive guys missing and you still come up with that win, mm. I'll take it. 100%. Um, I don't know who they've got this week. We'll look at that when we do the preview. But, yeah, two tougher teams to start off. And coming out of that, I'd be very happy if I was them. Not as impressive, I guess, as the 49ers so far, but... They're sort of the two that are looked at on that side. Now, I think Dallas have really thrown their hands up to get into that mix. Yeah. If we're talking about the NFC. Um, but, yeah. 
win's a win. Just looking at the games, who have they got this week? Philly. Or Philly on the bye already. The bye's already started. Philly against the Bucks. So that's certainly no pushover. It's at Tampa. Hmm. They've been tough so far to start. Bengals, Rams, that's interesting. 0 2, going up against a team who's certainly been tough. Yeah. Another ex assistant of McVeigh. Chiefs and Bears, it's a big week for Justin Fields after those comments. Yeah. Cardinals at Dallas. Oh, sorry, Dallas are at Cardinals. Like they've, they've been very impressive the first two weeks in terms of effort, but maybe that disappears this week. Panthers, Seahawks. Uh, Bills, Commanders. I think that's a tough game for the Bills. Commanders have been a bit of a mixed bag so far. Jets, Pats, huge week for the Patriots. Chargers, Vikings. Like I, said, I think that's the real one I'm looking at. Um, and then the Broncos, Dolphins, 0-2 versus 2-0 in Miami. That'll be unreal. Mm. Texans, Jags, divisional game. Saints, Packers. Falcons, Lions, that's a good game. It's a pretty good week by the looks of it. Browns, Titans, that's a tough one. Colts, Ravens, and Giants at the 49ers. So, another good week coming up, and it all starts tomorrow night with that game. Giants at 49ers, no Saquon, that's tough. That is not a place you want to be going. Uh, Like I said, last week, certainly had the kitchen sink thrown at them, but if they start anything like they have the last couple of weeks, the Giants, they'll be down very big on the scoreboard. Very big on the scoreboard. Not wrong. But let's have a look at the odds, give some tips and some thoughts. Giants, San Fran, I think we're unanimous there. That's pretty straightforward. No Saquon rolling into San Francisco. Good luck. Good luck. Mm. I think uh, what they've dished up so far, particularly, you know, the slow starts, they'll rack a score up pretty early or they'll run it up on them. Mm. And if their D-line doesn't get any penetration like they have been in the way that is motion, could certainly see things getting sort of ugly. And the bookies agree there. We're both with the 49ers. They're $1.17. The Giants, 5 10 10 and a half the line. Yeah. Pretty uh, thick to start with. Titans, Browns. So Browns slightly favoured at $1.55. Tennessee, 247 Again, I know it wasn't pretty last week. Question marks around what we just said about Deshaun. Does he get better this week? Because he certainly needs to. They're going to be relying on him a lot more. Does Hunt come straight into the fold? Does his carry slowly build up with Jerome Ford? He looked like he did a good job behind their offensive line. Um... It's at Cleveland. I'll go Cleveland, but the Titans are a tough out for everybody. I'll go Titans. Mm. Three and a half to line there. That's an awkward one. Mm. But there's certainly no easy beats. And if Deshaun turns the ball over, yeah, not going to be pretty. Minnesota at Minnesota against the Chargers. This one's almost to pick him. It started that way. Now they are slight outsiders, the Vikings. $1.93, eighty-seven. the Chargers, minus one and a half. I wouldn't bet on this game. No. Because you just don't know what you're going to get. Vikings certainly can move the ball. Great receivers. Cousins can throw a touchdown. The run hasn't really worked so far. But for the Chargers, seems like Herbert, even the other day, gets like slapped in the face, reeling backwards, throws a touchdown. Their defense just always seems to blow it. And this is two teams trying to work out that side of the ball. Mm. I'm not betting on this game. I'd be picking the Chargers, huh? You would? Yeah. I'm going to go Minnesota at Minnesota. Again, with zero confidence. Mm. But that's a tough one. But no money's going on that one. The Pats at the Jets. Big week. Divisional game. Second one for them. Two close losses to start. They've generally had a very, very good history against the Jets. Absolutely. That D-line, though, is yeah. vicious. Still don't think it'll be easy. But I'll go the Pats, but I think it'll be tight. 
So, but Wilson, with the way Belichick plays defense, he terrorizes quarterbacks like a Wilson. They'll get pressure. They'll have Gonzalez, the guys in the back, and they'll be looking for him. Um, they haven't been able to run the ball very well so far. Last week, Brees and Cook couldn't get anything going. If you can stop the run game and you're putting everything back on Zach Wilson, that's not going to end well. Yeah. That D-line can only do so much. They can certainly do a lot, and they held him in and probably kept that score from being 50 against Dallas. But, yeah, it's it's a big week for Wilson. If this is another disappointing game, I think the Jets need to make a decision real fast about what they want to do. Yeah. But I'm on the Pats, sixty-six minus 2.5. I'd probably swallow the 2.5, to be honest. Win by field goal. Yeah. But, yeah, it's probably fair. Yeah. Texans-Jags, divisional game. Like I said about the Texans, I think there's a lot of individual improvement and a lot of growth that's going to come there, but not against Jacksonville at Jacksonville. I think they've shown enough last year. and Tough game last week. I know they couldn't put points up, but, you know, they've certainly put some pressure on the Chiefs. they got a takeaway. They held their, their, their dukes up in that game, but uh, I think it's going to be a bit easier to score points this week. So at home, a dollar twenty-two, four thirty the Texans, eight and a half the line. I, I think that dollar twenty-two is more to something you're looking to throw into a multi. Yep. But line eight and a half, that's an ugly one. That's the old Vegas zone they call it in America. <laughs> that one where you're like, well, what the fuck's that? Yeah. I'm not covering a touchdown. I'm not covering a field goal. Like no one wins by nine. But <laughs> awkward one. Bills Commanders, very interesting. Uh, it's at Washington. Bills dollar thirty five, three twenty five. The Commanders. We saw Allen the week before leaving the pocket and trying to create things on his own when pressured. Yeah, you know. So this D line certainly equipped to do that. They can run the ball as well. I guess it's more on what sort of week Howell has this week. If he's good on that side of the ball again, they can move the rock. They can keep possession. Um, they can hide up on the D front. This this should be a pretty good game. I. Slightly favour the Bills, but I think 325 the Commanders isn't that bad. It's not. No, you're right. Plus six and a half. I'd like it at seven and a half. No, I'm not touching it. But I wouldn't touch the line. Yeah. But if you don't mind, like when we talk about upsets every week, these are the sort of games that wouldn't surprise me in the NFL. It's true. But yeah, Robinson, the 10, and they got going there at home against the Bills. They'll be pretty confident, but yeah, Bills slight far, you know, shorter favourites at dollar thirty five. Colts, Baltimore, they're $4 outsiders at Baltimore at $1.25. Again, whether it's Richardson, whether it's Minshew, Baltimore at Baltimore, tough out. I'm taking the $1.25. Minus 7.5. Again, swallowing that extra half point. I'm not big on it, but wouldn't surprise me if they went 10 plus here. Yeah. So yeah. I'd, I'd be on the Ravens. Me too. Falcons, Detroit, tough one. It's at Detroit. Yeah, I think Detroit will win. Falcons, $2.40, $1.57. The Lions, minus three and a half again. Not huge on the half point, but you guys have certainly been tough on the ground so far. Mm. Uh, I guess it's probably about sustaining drives against them because they certainly do the same thing. Yeah, Goff moves the ball. They're going to have to lean into Gibbs a little bit more this week. I'll go the Lions as well, but again, this is one that I wouldn't be surprised if you guys did win yeah. or it was again within that line. But three and a half... Uh, I'd probably prefer seven and a half or something again, at least a touchdown, but mm. I think the Falcons are riding with a chance there. What's the line there? Three and a half. Mm. I'd probably take the Falcons with three and a half. Mm. I think it's that sort of game. <laughs> Saints, Packers, Bookie's got this one close. Packers, slight favourites at $1.77. The Saints, $2.06. That's at Green Bay, so home field advantage. Minus two, the line there. Again, 
both got good secondaries. I don't know if Jones is playing. That would make a difference. They have that two-headed monster out of the backfield with him and Dylan. Yeah. Take that pressure off Love. Um, it'd definitely be more a difficult day for him in terms of throwing into that secondary. Saints are good on the back end. So, good challenge for him. Tough one to pick. Mm. When, you, when you're when relying on quarterbacks and it's a rookie and then a guy that's just sort of been steady, it never makes me feel confident. Home field's very important in the NFL, though. Yeah. So, I'd probably lean slightly to the Packers at home if Jones is playing as well. Yeah. Not knowing that right now. If not, I'd maybe consider the Saints. But, again, Jamal Williams playing. I know Kamara's still missing for at least, I think it was a four-week suspension, so he's not back for a few more weeks. But, yeah, they're tough on defense. He's been serviceable so far. Alave and Shahid have come up with plays when they need to, but Green Bay is a very hard place to go. I know it's not peak winter time right now, but still not an easy place to go. It's play. not, no. So that one would depend on Aaron Jones, but tight one there. Denver, $3.30. Dolphins, $1.34. It's at Miami. To blow a 21-point lead and then the way they played the first week against the Raiders and get the gauge off them, this could be big. Could be huge. Tyreek Hill running wild. Mostert with the confidence he got last week. Waddle, etc. Um, I could see a lot of points. Mm. A lot of points. So dollar thirty-four. Again, another one I'd be happy to take. Six and a half, I'd also be happy to take that. Me too, yeah. Hmm. Don't know what to make of Denver so far, but yeah, when you lead twenty-one three and you lose, yeah, and then looking at what happened to the Raiders, engaging off that so far, and then looking at what uh, the Dolphins have done. Yeah. Hmm. Good luck stopping that offense. Panthers Seahawks Panthers outsiders three ten Seahawks a dollar thirty-seven favorite at home minus six and a half again tough one for Bryce Young. You go into a crazy stadium, some of the loudest fans in the NFL. Going to be hard to hear your play calls. Leaning on those receivers, I think this is a game where, for him, they need to simplify it and really lean in to Hubbard and their running backs. Yeah. Try and do him a favour on the ground, keep things nice and simple. Um, Seahawks, I know week one wasn't the most impressive defensively, and they did leak a bit again last week, but they've got some players there. They can take the ball away, so he's been picked off both weeks so far. He's been asked to do a little bit with his legs, but another huge challenge and learning experience. So I'm on the Hawks. Dollar thirty-seven minus six. It's another one again. I think you could chew that and get a seven point one. Uh, and then it gets a little bit ugly. These next two are pretty quick fire for me. Bears at Chiefs. Good luck. Like I said, the strange comments. The defensive coach uh, resigning today. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. I know their weapons aren't exactly the greatest, but a dollar thirteen again. That's that's just filler for a multi. It is. If yeah. I looked in the cell that the Bears beat them at the end of the, at somehow, I'd be very surprised. 12 and a half is a weird line. Um, and as much as, again, I'm not confident in the receivers, I don't know if I'd be tampering with that at this point in time. But if you're looking for just a quick fill in your leg, that dollar thirteen, whatever. Yeah. Chuck that in for the Chiefs at home. Dallas at Arizona, as tough as they've been, um, I think this is a different kettle of fish this week. Agree. The Giants are one thing. Week one, yeah, they were nice and close. But the way this team's playing, that offensive line, that run game, their defense, it's going to be a tough day for Dobbs. I think Micah and those boys are going to eat him up. There might be a couple of turnovers and a fair few sacks. So hmm. $6.05 for the Cardinals, $1.13 for the Cowboys. Again, 12 and a half. If you're willing to choose something like that and pick a big win, if not, it's just filler again for a multi. Yeah. $1.13 to close that one out. 
And the last couple of games we've got here, Pittsburgh versus Vegas. Am I reading that right, or am I always broken? Vegas are a favourite, $1.67, at over, Vegas. Over who? Pittsburgh. Yeah. 2.22. I know, like... I'll be going Steelers. <laughs> I'll be going Steelers as well. I know I, I know I preface that their offense hasn't been that great, but yeah, bar Max Crosby, who threatens you on the Vegas side of the ball to pressure Pickett and stop the running game and all the issues they've had so far. Still not be the greatest day for them offensively, but I don't think they're going to be anywhere near as much pressure as what they have been the last few weeks Yeah, in their first two clashes that the Steelers have had. San Fran's got a very impressive defense, particularly up front. Fred Warren's one of the best linebackers. And then to go in this week and play a divisional game against the Browns, who have got a good defense, certainly not putting Vegas on that level. Yeah. But then on the flip side, Jimmy G was running for his life last week. So if TJ White, Highsmith, and what they've got going on there, I think that might be the case again. Mm. Um, they might be able to run the ball a bit better with Jacobs this week. But yeah, $1.67 minus 2.5. I'd take the Steelers at 2.22. Or if that was 3.5, again, I'd probably take the points. And yeah, Philly. On the Tuesday, they close things out, double up here. They're up against the Bucks at Tampa Bay. Two dollars eighty nine on the Bucks, dollar forty two for Philly. Minus four and a half's a line. That line's a tricky one. This is one of those ones again where I look at it and if you just like Philly and think they're going to improve this week, you'd take the dollar forty two. Mm. But again, I think from what the Bucks have done so far, they certainly won't be a pushover. No. The defense has been sturdy enough. If Bradbury and a couple other guys are still missing on the defensive side. And Mayfield's accurate again. Might be able to pick some holes in them. Mm. Um, the running game hasn't been the greatest, but I'll, I'll go Philly. And the last one you got here is Rams-Bengals, and you wouldn't have expected these odds, but they're 0-2. Not sure if Burrow, again, you can see one thing I love about the NFL betting-wise, as the game gets closer and closer, questionable, doubtful, or out, you'll know. It gives you an idea. Whether, but at this point in time, you're not betting on that game yet no. until you know what's going on with Burrow. For now... They're a dollar sixty-seven favorite. The Rams are two twenty-one minus two and a half the line. But if Burrow's out, this is very winnable for the Rams. Yeah, so, you'd be picking them, wouldn't you? If, if you're willing, yeah. If you're willing to put, yeah. <clears throat> Who's the Bengals backup? I don't even know this year. Let me have a look. But yeah, if he's missing with the way they've been playing so far, which hasn't been the greatest, and the defense has obviously lost some big names in free agency, they've still got some quality. But again, we talk about patch Jake up those Browning. Guys. Well, there you go. He's the only quarterback on the depth chart. He went undrafted in 20, 2018. So he's probably been at a few teams. From uh, He's been at Washington. Mm. So if Jake Browning's coming in, good luck. Mm. Stafford, Nakua, Atwell, the bits and pieces they've showed so far. If Burrow's not steering that offense, I like the Rams. Yeah. And it is in Cincy, but yeah, I think that that's tied up probably for that reason right now. Look, he's not looking to give away too much value. And also not to give too much value on people to load up on the Rams, I guess. Yeah. But going through all that, yeah, the one that really gets me is the Steelers one. I'd have to look again about some health or is anyone in doubt. But at 2.22, but my real sort of one that stood out to me a little bit is I think Commanders at 3.25. It's not to say they win that game, but yeah, I'm surprised that's not a little bit tighter. But there's a few knockouts there again if you're looking for filler. 49ers, Cowboys, those ones that are all like $1.17, $1.13. It's tough, but if you're looking for a few easier legs, I think they're pretty reliable. Mm. If you're looking to base them around something else with a bit more value, but there you go. Another week in the NFL.
Good start. Hopefully, he keeps trending the same way. Absolutely. You got to be happy to and know. Yeah, yeah, I am. But Falcons fans were never happy. Lions would be a good test. Yeah, they will be. Yeah. Yeah. I hope we beat the Jets. I'm not all the goddamn confident. Jets. The goddamn Jets. <laughs> Gotta love that. Big Daddy. What a movie. What a belter. And what would you do if you were the Jets? How long would you wait? I know we've spent, said this a few uh, times. You're talking about quarterback? If Wilson has another Barry Crocker this week and they can't move the ball. I think they'd be they'd already be looking elsewhere. Yeah. You think they'd have they can say what they want. Quarries? They can say what they want publicly. They're looking elsewhere. They've, they saw that last year. They saw Wilson last year. So... Mm. I, I know nothing what would I know I, no and I know a lot of people say well off hard knocks and his relationship and the learning I'm like I get all that but you only get the fluffy shit on hard knocks you only get you only get a few weeks to watch that if you go two or three weeks and it yeah, looks like it did last week watching an hour snapshot of so much shit that goes on yeah they're not going to show you all the juicy stuff that. but also uh, pre-season I understand those <laughs> plays happen in pre-season they're not starters yeah so when they're like oh look you know must have learned that from Rogers. oh that was smart I'm like again they're not, that's not all you Top line players out there. Yep. So, how long they wait will interest me. Because even again, like an addition like Dalvin, put the seven million into him just for one year. Mm. You make those moves with something in mind. It was all in mind for Rogers. Yeah, sure. But in terms of what's available, what they can get, and how patient they're willing to be, very interesting. Mm. Very interesting. But looking forward to it. Another good week, and as the football wraps up, we know we've only got a couple of weeks left of that. The NFL. Starts at the perfect time. Yeah, that's what I said, I think, in our first episode. One season rolls into another, into another, into another. Love it. Well, we're done, mate. It's been a big week. Has been a big week. Of podcast. Three pods, a couple for the NRL. <laughs> Third one for the NFL. Yep. In a couple of weeks, the footy will be done. This will be our... Sole pod for the week. Yeah, mainstay. There's also, like I said, a lot more to take in here with 32 teams rather than 16. So do our best to chop it up and keep it a bit shorter. It's a bit hard to go through four quarters and break down absolutely everything. Yeah. But you got to get your main takeaways of what you're seeing. But yeah, it's, it's looking like a really good year so far. I've enjoyed it. It is. Sometimes you see scores and that because obviously the slate all happens at one time and you pick and choose what you're going to watch. But because it has been so close, I found myself watching a lot more the first two weeks. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping it continues this way. Unlike, you know, you know, you're one or two games like the Bills and that, I just flicked through the highlights package. There's no point watching that one when it's a bloodbath. Mm. Or Dallas I saw last week because it was Marty O, but that was the same deal, just an absolute smash-up. But other than that, yeah, there's been some some really good results. So look at the uh, futures, I guess, after three or four weeks and see if that's changed a little bit. Mm. But I'm sure Dallas has shortened up a little bit. Yeah, you'd think so. I think the Dolphins also would have tightened up a bit on their side of things, but... Real positive start, and we hope that everyone has a great weekend. More quality NFL action to come, and we'll see you back next week.